Well, I think this is an issue that has arisen in a number of recent cases where not just the president but other uh, state officials and ministers have been using the courts to fight what are essentially personal legal battles, uh, fighting battles where they have been uh, accused of acting contrary to the law. And therefore, uh, the court has now decided to consider the matter that was argued in court yesterday by uh, lawyers of the political parties saying that the president must carry the cost uh, himself given that he brought this urgent interdict to stop the publication of the uh, public protector's report and then withdrew it, having uh, incurred a considerable cost, by, not just by himself, but by other parties as well. So I think this could, could well be a landmark case in terms of which the court draws the line, as it were, in terms of when the state is liable to carry the cost of litigation in such cases and when the litigant themselves would be personally liable. There's also questions about the president's legal team and whether he is being ill-advised because to go to the courts with this application and then withdraw it, what does that say? In the Nkanda case, the the president famously argued that he had been given uh, wrong legal advice. And one would have thought that had he been, if he has been given poor legal advice, that he would fire those legal advisors and appoint legal advisors that would help him to execute his responsibilities in terms of the constitution. So that is something that we would certainly expect the president to do is to is to fire Mr. Michael Holly. But it's not just the presidency. Questions also about the NPA who withdrew the charges against Finance Minister Praveen Gordon and his two accused, Opa Magashula and Ivan Pillay. But those summons had already been served. Another waste of taxpayers' money, many would say. Absolutely. You know, the, the three accused would have had to take legal advice to to defend the summons that have been issued against them. And one would expect that the NPA uh, must pay the costs of, in regard to those issues. And again, it's an abuse of state resources because there was no basis, as we, as we knew from the very beginning, there was no basis in fact or in law uh, for those charges to be brought in the first place. And what does all this do for the faith of the South African public in those who hold office in this country? There's a crisis of confidence in our political leadership in the country at the moment. There's a crisis of confidence in the leaders of, of uh, state institutions, the Hawks, the NPA, SARS. These are critical institutions to any functioning democracy. And once the public begins to lose faith in them, the strength of our democracy is affected. And I think that's why yesterday's protests across the country were so significant, because it was a demonstration by ordinary South Africans that we are sick and tired of this kind of governance in South Africa, and we're going to try and do something about it as active citizens and and reclaim our democracy. With the new public protector then, where does the state capture report now lie and what is going to be the process going forward? What this report has done is to tabulate the evidence that the public protector was able to garner from her investigations and interviews with various people and put that information together in a consolidated way. The evidence has been collated, forms the basis of a prima facie case against various accused, including the president, Minister Zwane, Minister Desmond Royan, members of the Gupta family, President's son, and so on. And this is what will need to be investigated by this Judicial Commission.